and I think I speak on behalf of all of our listeners, is please never say you and your beach balls are well ever again. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to episode number 106 of Unscripted. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, is the Baron of Branded Beach Balls. (laughs) The one and only Dr. Kirby Hossam. And Kirby, how the hell are you today? Uh, me and my beach balls are doing fantastic. Uh, it's a beautiful summertime, you know, kind of week here in Ohio. I know I'm doing well, but you are in a different location. How are you doing, man? Uh, I, I am, I'm doing well. Before I get into that, I think I speak on behalf of all of our listeners. <laughs> Please never say you and your beach balls are well ever again. <laughs> I, no I promises. Am, <laughs> I I am in Orange Beach, Alabama, yeah. uh, right on the Gulf Shores of Alabama, and affectionately known as the Redneck Riviera, on a trip uh, with my extended family at the beach. So you know, doing well, and uh, you know who else is doing well, Kirby? Who's that, Bill? Kirby, that'd be the good, good people at Colab. I think we've talked about how Bam Bams and T-Shirt Tycoon, namely Adam Walterscheid and Ben Taylor, are getting together, and they are taking their companies, and they're collaborating to give you, dear listener, a single PO solution with a single project manager for all of your private label needs. And my favorite part about it when I, when I was talking to both Adam and Ben about this is they really want to create a frictionless transaction that's going to carry across multiple product categories while ensuring distributor partners the highest level of quality, safety, social compliance, and brand integrity all within that vertical and global supply chain partnership that those two have. And so pretty exciting stuff what they're doing, and I know you're excited as much as I am. I am totally excited about it. It's uh, and, and again, you and I have talked about it. Uh, both of us are big fans of Adam and Ben. And, and so, yeah, I'm excited about the concept, and I'm excited about the two people who are bringing it together. Yeah, no, no question. So they are launching just in a number of weeks, Kirby, um, at ASI Chicago. That's July 25th and 26th. So to learn more, go to ttycoon.com slash collab, and you can find out all the information there. Or if you'd rather just hear it from me, and frankly, who wouldn't? <laughs> Their booths are right across from each other at the ASI Chicago show. Bam Bam's is booth 1907. T-Shirt Tycoon's booth is 1714. And they're also going to have a meeting room right there on site for all of your needs. Awesome. Awesome stuff, man. Well, Kirby, I am sitting out on the porch looking out at the ocean right now as as I broadcast this, and uh, it could go real wheels off. I have no idea. Yeah, it could, I mean, hey, that's cool, and obviously a little bit of breeze, and but it, it sounds nice. So it's actually a pretty good jumping off point, right? Like, uh, l- okay. let me just jump in and say, look, I know you are on um, a trip. You yep. are on a trip, and uh, <laughs> why don't you tell us how that's going? The trip is going well. What you're referring to, it is not a vacation. Um, <laughs> it is what I would call an obligation. It okay. is a, a trip I am forced to go on <laughs> under the uh, under the ruse of a vacation. Okay. Um, it's with my extended family. It's with my in-laws, and they're wonderful, wonderful people. But uh, familiarity breeds contempt, and I'm very <laughs> familiar with them by this point of the week. And uh, so here at Orange Beach, Alabama, having a good time. We've done some deep sea fishing, Yeah. Um, which was possibly one of the most unpleasant experiences of my life quite frankly uh, wow we, we, 
<laughs> yeah, and, and I was really looking forward to it. Uh, and we we get up to the, the the seas were real rough, and you could tell from the wind and and the the waves. And the captain said, "Look, not going to lie to you. It's going to be very very rough going out there, okay. and um, we might not catch a lot of fish for that reason because it's going to be so rough. Um, so if you'd like to reschedule or would like your money back, no problem." Nobody raised their hand, and I will tell you, I, I don't get motion sickness. I don't get seasick, um, and I even took a Dramamine just in case, but I just I don't have that issue. Mm-hmm. The waves are 12, 14 feet out there. Wow. And the the, the ship was listing um, port and starboard. Ch- check me using those boat terms. <laughs> that was impressive. <laughs> um, the boat boat's listing, you know, a good 30 degrees one way, 35 degrees the other way. Uh, people are getting seasick left and right. There were a couple times Ivan felt like, man, I'm going to lose my lunch out here. Jeez. Um, so we finally get out there. We're at the front of the boat, the very tip of the boat, where the, ki- the kids wanted to be there. And I said, you realize how wet we're going to get if he moves this boat while we're out here. Oh, it'll yeah. be fine. It'll be fine. Okay. I caught a fish right away. I caught about, <laughs> a, I caught about a four or five pound red vermilion snapper. So okay. I was like, wow, this is going to be, this is going to go awesome. That was the last fish I caught all day, Kirby. <laughs> and it started storming on us. He wanted to move the boat. We couldn't get inside the cabin quick enough, and we got just drenched. Everybody's phone got drenched, so I've got to run to a phone store today because a couple phones died uh, Tuesday night. Um, that was that was rough. It's tough when you're looking forward to something, and I was really looking forward to the deep sea fishing. It's really tough when you look forward to something like that, and then it just kind of falls apart on you. Yeah, yeah. Now the breeze is picking up on you on the beach right now, which is it, exciting. It is. I just rotated my microphone. Is that a little better? No, it's good. It's 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 just it's that's what happens when you broadcast from the beach. I totally get it, brother. Well, so it's, so it's, overall, it's, you're doing okay though. You're surviving. Great. I am surviving. Like I said, it is. It, I will never refer to this as a vacation. It is a trip, and it's been a very nice trip so far. Good, good, good. Well, cool. You have a topic? I do. So, Kirby, I don't know if you're aware of this, but we, uh, the President of the United States is Donald J. Trump. I'm not sure you're aware of this or not. He is. Hang on. Let me look on the Internet. Yes. Yep. I see yes. that he is. Yes. Wow. You, you have a pretty fast Internet connection there. <laughs> not pretty, pretty impressive. For sure. So... Uh, President Trump and Kim Jong-un from the People's Democratic Republic of North Korea, which is maybe the most fraudulent name in the history of countries. Yes. Um, they met in Singapore a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And pretty big news. One of the things that has not been covered, though, is the fact that there were promotional products all over that event. So, oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> and most of these had their faces on the products. So water bottles. Okay. Okay. Cool. Pa- paper coffee cups in the media center. Okay. A commemorative coin. Huh. Um, so kind of a medallion because you get yeah. really, you know, it's not it's not legal tender. Yeah. A notebook and my favorite. I really think my favorite was the Kim Jong Un fan, <laughs> <laughs> where you fan yourself and his face just kind of f- flapping at you. It's kind of funny. So is this a good use of promotional products or is this just the silliness that? people who don't understand what we do for a living, is this something that's easy for them to pick on? 
Oh man, I think it's fantastic. By the way, okay. I, I like I, I again when you like when you have an ego as big as mine. Uh, I would love to have my face on a fan at a giant event where everything was essentially a tribute to me. I think that'd be exciting. And so the well, idea I, that, that that those two have even bigger egos than I do <laughs> that it just makes sense to me. First of all, I don't think there's anybody that has bigger egos in, in the entire world than Kim Jong Un, <laughs> right? Donald Trump. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that handshake might have lasted two hours if someone <laughs> not broken it up because I don't think either one was going to release first. Yeah. Yep. 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 That's so, funny. so you don't think it's silly? You, you like the good use of the promo? You know, I, I think at at the end of the day, each one of these, and I, it, you know, just like a lot of things, you can look mm-hmm. at it one of two ways. Mm-hmm. I tend to look at these kind of things as go if the most powerful people on the planet use our medium to whether it's promote, boost their ego, whatever. To me, that just lends more and more credibility to it. Uh, I happen to agree with you 100%. I actually I didn't know what uh, stance you were going to take. I do agree with you. Yeah. I'd like there to have been, because I do think it, it, you know, who knows what the summit leads to, if it leads to any sort of uh, peace or nuclear disarmament. I know there's talks about that, and, you know, then there's satellite pictures, so who really knows? But right. I would like to have seen some um, a more high-end, more commemorative things. I actually, I thought the fa- my, the coolest thing was the commemorative coin. Yeah, I like that. Um, one. But I would, I, I you know, I do think that's a wonderful use for our medium is to commemorate things that are important. Yeah. Um, so, but I agree with you. I, I, you know, I don't think I'd want my face on a fan. <laughs> but you know, Kirby, I'm sure we can have Rich Carrillo over at Lion's Circle help you out with that. <laughs> yeah. As, as as soon as I said it, I was like, I should not have said that to the audience that we have and putting my face on any of that. That was a joke, mm. people. It was a joke. Um, Kirby was not a joke. Um, <laughs> what's What's very strange is Kirby just texted me right now. <laughs> Stop it. And said, "It's not a joke. I really hope I get all the fans in the world." So if you need Kirby's address, go ahead and look that up on the internet. He'll be happy you did. Yeah, yeah, and and you know what? I think that really, if Rich Carrillo is listening, he should be making a pumpkin spice fan just for you. So, yeah, that's not funny, Kirby. Do you have another, <laughs> do you, do you have another topic? Yeah. Okay. So speaking of things that aren't funny, um, mm-hmm. you may have read on the interwebs that yep. LeBron. Uh, LeBron James has yes. decided to take his talents to L.A. And mm-hmm. um, it, so I was thinking about that this morning. I'm not one of those people who was really uh, irate when he left Cleveland the first time, went to Miami. I kind of got it, right? right. Um, and so him leaving this time, it's disappointing because, you know, I want my team to do well. Um, but it is fascinating to me. That the parallel I'm dri- I want to drive is there seems to be such a, a – negative feeling around the idea of players moving around and creating quote unquote super teams. Um, You know, Golden State got another player and and LeBron left. I I think it's interesting to me um, when you look at the parallel with our industry Mm -hmm. to go, so many people complain about the idea of super teams, but they complain about it in sports, but in business, like in our industry, there's mergers, there's acquisitions, people mm-hmm. jump jump from one team to another all the time, and the idea of creating a super team that you're on is not such a negative. And I I, right. I think that's an interesting dichotomy, and I wanted to know what you sort of thought about it. Maybe, maybe you say, look, sports is different, or maybe we hold athletes into a weird higher standard that I don't understand. I, I think, you know, it, it, I think once you get emotions involved and, and 
fan is short fanatic. It's right. short for fanatic, which means you're super uh, woven into the conversation or whatever you're a fanatic about. Um, I First of all, it's basketball, so I couldn't give two shits. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I just don't care. Um, as far as LeBron going to the Lakers, I, I, I got no issue with it because mm-hmm. here, here's the thing, and, and we've seen it in sports a dozen times. You know, teams will preach loyalty. Man, you, you know, he wanted us to give him a hometown discount or, you know, whatever it was. You know, we, we would like our pl- players to be loyal. The second those players are not performing to a certain standard, they're cut or traded. So mm-hmm. I don't it, – it, it's not a, – it, it, it's, a, it's a very um, different standard that teams are held to and the players. So – there, there isn't any loyalty in sports. I think sure. the most the most loyal people in sports are the fans. Sure, you know, you look at look at what happened in Dallas uh, with the Cowboys just a few months ago. Des Bryant had been told by Jerry Jones, "We love you. You're you're so great. You're an important part of the family." Blah 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 blah. And they had for years nurtured him. They'd gotten special counselors to help him because he came out of Oklahoma State a complete yeah. knucklehead. Yeah, and that didn't change too much. <laughs> And anytime you're buying yourself a chimp for a pet, <laughs> pretty good indication you're you're going off the rails. But but I digress. So but the second they decided he he's not the receiver he was, and he was never a good route runner to begin with. Right. He's not the receiver he was. He drops way too many easy passes. It's time for us to to go ahead and cut him, and they did. There's no loyalty in that, and you know what? That's okay. You have to do what's best for your business, and and a player like LeBron has to do what he feels is best for himself. Um, I, I don't love the concept of the super team, kind of like what they're building up at uh, in um, Golden State. Mm-hmm. But by the by, the same token, I respect it. I, yeah. I don't. I you know. I mean, well, I think I, they they tried to do it in Miami and they won one. Um, two. Ty- Did they win two down there? I know yeah, Dallas beat two. them for one, which was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I guess what's interesting to me is I guess the the thing I was thinking about is the idea that uh, I don't love this idea of a super team but yet you know you go to the ppa expo that's what we're all trying to create and so i think it's it's fascinating to me like and again i'm just brett schaefer if for whatever reason our buddy brett schaefer were to say i don't like the idea of a super team Mm -hmm. but works for alpha broder prime jet (laughs) like like they're putting all the all-stars together in that way it would be weird to me so i always I, i just think it's a weird little thing that we go through where we hold sports separate from how we hold the rest of our life well again i think people get so emotional about it how could you turn your back on the city twice lebron i don't look at it that way you know, I, I think it's more of a, hey, thank you for delivering us a championship, a city yep. that had been starving for a championship for how, how many years, decades. Yeah. Yeah. And so the fact that, that he was able to deliver that, and I think, I think you owe the guy gratitude as he decides to go pursue excellence elsewhere. Yeah, I actually uh, agree with you, by the way. So that's, I mean, that's my... Yeah, well, again, it's just like, for me, it would be like uh, if you had an... An exceptional employee and they decide to leave and go to another n- another company yep you wish them well but it, you're still disappointed and so that's sure. sort of how i feel about that sure no 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 question at all no question cool. at all. it's a good good topic all right kirby so as i was thinking um and i've had some time just by myself and, and my my usual move on this trip is at night everybody's inside watching tv and it's something i don't want to involve myself in the kids are on their phones I come outside and I usually have a cocktail and I have music playing. Just, just my that's my zen on yep. this trip. Love it. And I start thinking about 
leadership, just in general, just leadership. We've got the North American Leadership Conference coming up for PPAI. We just, or the, the Women's Leadership Contra, Conference just uh, just finished up. So we talk a lot about leaders in our industry and leadership, but I'm not sure we know what defines leadership. Mm-hmm. And so I, I wanted to, add, and I actually wrote these down. Um, so I, I can go if you'd like, but I, I wanted to ask what defines leader for you? Do you want to go or do you want me to go ahead and list mine off? Uh, yeah, go ahead. I okay. mean, but just just because it feels like you've given it more thought. But yeah, I, I, I'm I, good I, I answer. I probably did, yeah. No. So uh, there's a lot of things I came up with. Um, integrity, certainly one of them. Uh, one of my favorite sayings is willing to work in the dirt. There's no job that's too big or too small for a leader. Um, the uh, ability to inspire others, I think, is an important leadership trait. Vision, having vision. But then the three I came down to the most that I think are the both the most important, but also the most difficult for, for a leader to do or for any person to do. One is communication and communicating openly, honestly, and always with the willing to listen, uh, listen with the intent to hear, not the intent to respond. That's, that's number one. Um, accountability. Uh, I think a, a really good leader has to hold him or herself accountable to not only the people they work for, but also the people who work for them. I think that, that accountability goes both directions. And I think the most difficult one is delegation and empowering mm-hmm. empowering the people who work for, for you to uh, do the job the way they need to do. I always, uh, when, I'm, when I'm talking to someone in my organization about getting something done, I'll say, look, I'm, all I'm telling you to do is I want you to drive to Dallas. I don't care which route you take. You can go the, whichever way you want. There's a million different ways to drive from here to Dallas just get to Dallas by this date, which is my way of saying, here's the project, here's the due date, I don't care how you get there, I want you to figure it out, I'm here to help and assist along the way, but I want you to do it your way, because I trust you, mm. and that's a very difficult thing, especially for me, as, as a, if it's not done by me, I'm not sure it's done right, sometimes, <laughs> yeah. it, the, you know, I've had to fight against that, but I want to get your take on what you what defines a leader, what, what qualities define a leader, and what you struggle the most with. For me, I think it's that delegation and empowerment. Yeah, no, this is, I love this. So, um, I think, kind of made some notes, I was listening, but made some notes, so I'm not going to mention, you know, communication's a great one. You you mentioned a bunch, so I want to go yeah, separate. Sorry. No, no, it's good. So I'll go separate from what yours were. Um, one of the things I think it's really important for a good leader is self-inspection. Um, so in other words, constantly be looking at what can I do better? How can, like I, I say all the time, everything that happens in my organization is my fault. Oh, absolutely. And, I'm and the same so, way. so, and, and I think sometimes you can look at that and say, well, that you're being a martyr. No, nope. I, uh, cause I'm not beating myself up over it. I'm just no. trying to learn through each challenge and each failure, whatever. So right. self-inspection is one that I think is really important. You talked about in the dirt, I, what I wrote down was sweat. Mm-hmm. Be willing to outwork everybody. And it's funny, I was actually talking to one of my team today. I was like, I, I'd emailed somebody over this week and I hadn't heard back from them. And, but you know, I'm like, I probably emailed them at 6 a.m. and you know, it's over the 4th and it's what, it's like, I need to understand that not everybody is as passionate about certain projects as I am and that's okay. They're right. gonna do their piece and I need to, to be willing to put that sweat in. Um, Empathy. Um, 
so I, the, the, the next three kind of go together. So I wrote down empathy, being a servant, and mm-hmm. thinking of what's best for your team. Yes. Um, and so the, I think those sort of go together in the idea that you're like, you know, you know, I think so many times we look at it and go, well, everybody wants the same things, and they don't. No. And I think that being able to really uh, talk with each person on your team and to motivate them in the way that they need to be motivated yeah that they're most excited about and you know i i think of the i think it's maya angelou who said people you know don't care how much you know until they know how much you care right um and so uh, i think those are some of the most powerful leadership traits because those are the people we want to follow what one do you struggle with the most personally one of the ones i probably just, just the one. idea what yeah, one do you struggle with the most the idea that that people don't care necessarily about the things i care about as much as i care about them right um and so you know it, probably one of the times in and, and that happens probably when things aren't going perfectly mm-hmm. um so if i find that i'm working 100 hours a week I don't right. want that my t- I don't want members of my team to be taking an hour and a half lunch. That pisses me off. Yeah. And so it's like there has to be a balance between hey, I, it's cool that you you know this isn't your life or whatever as much as it is mine, but you you can't take advantage of me either. And right. So there, I think that's a, a level of set yeah setting boundaries in that way. But you know. I, I think listening is probably my biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't mention it here, but because I, I'm kind of go 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 go. It, right. I have to take. I have to be uh, diligent about shutting up <laughs> and and trying to listen. So I, I I do struggle with that too. And one I thought about as you were talking, one that uh, it, one thing I want to comment on what you said about you know it's hard when you feel like your team doesn't care as much as you do, and you're right, they don't, and they never will. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, something we all have to struggle with and, and just realize it's not their job to care as much as you, you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, they didn't start Possum and Marketing. Right? Right. They're an employee. It's not, their, it's not their blood, sweat, and tears that have gone into this. So you, I think what you're saying is you want them to care, though, a little more than, than uh, just your average employee because you want them to feel invested in it. Well, and I think that that's part of the the idea of leadership and and them understanding that they that I care about them sure. as individuals makes them care more about the company. No question. And I think one I wanted to add that I struggle with is, uh, and I'm learning this about myself. I am moving so fast hmm. at Promo Corner and trying to move so fast, and, and I, I don't step back and look at what we've accomplished often enough. Yes, um, that's a good. One. I, I don't and, and celebrate the little wins. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing I was going to add is, you know, we, you talked earlier about you know being a martyr that everything that goes wrong in in the company is your fault, and I agree. Um, I my, my saying is, look, we win as a team, but if we fail, it's on me, mm-hmm. and that's the way I look at it because I can't accomplish anything without the group of people I'm surrounded by, and, and I'm very proud of the team we have at promo corner uh, beyond measure and i know you're proud of the team you have over there as well yeah but if we fail that's my failure yeah and and that's the way i look at it and it's not because i'm a martyr it's because i i, I do feel that way i haven't given them the tools i haven't given them enough training i haven't right. provided enough guidance i haven't given enough vision i haven't given enough feedback whatever it is it all comes back to me yeah and i and i do but i also, i think that's a leadership strength Personally, mm, yeah. Um, in my opinion, hey, you know, who else uh, has a, a good strength there, Kirby. Who's that, Bill? 
That'd be the good goods at Vault Promotions. <laughs> you know, we talked last week about how they're made in the USA. Today's July mm-hmm. 5th as we're recording this. We've talked about uh, how easy it is for, uh, how easy they make it. They don't charge for the little things that help their sales force sell, the distributors. But do you know how hands-on they are? What's that, Bill? <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you, Kirby. Uh, talk about being on autopilot. Um <laughs> Think about think about the badges. Think about badges and the two the two things that are key: accuracy and quality. Right and badges. Right. Mm-hmm. They have four four count them one two three four four QC checkpoints in the order process that's going to help catch, identify, and correct issues before they go out the door. Unlike you, nothing is on autopilot. <laughs> nothing is set it and forget it. And here's something I, I love that Josh and I've, I've used a variation of this throughout my life. Um, you've heard me say, you know, good enough is a euphemism for mediocre. Right. His philosophy is okay is not okay. Satisfaction just doesn't exist. They know you can buy badges at any number of places in the industry, and they don't want to be just good enough. Their goal is to be exceptional in everything they do, and they want to become your preferred brand to go to for uh, badges and things like that. So Kirby, we're, we're excited about our partnership with them. And you should be, too. You need to visit vaultpromos.com slash unscripted. Get the details on how they are going to give you EQP on your first order. Also, they put up some really creepy drawings of us. (laughs) Yes, they did. (laughs) They're not that creepy. They're actually really good. Yeah. So uh, Josh and his good folks at Vault, uh, really happy about uh, their partnership, just like we are friends at CoLab. Yep. It's awesome. All right, Kirby, are you ready for some fill-in-the-blank? I am. Kirby, Independence Day is the ceremonial midpoint of the year. Mm -hmm. The one thing you're looking forward to in the remaining six months of 2018 is? Growth. Um, Yeah, again, you and I have talked about this. The first thing that comes to my mind, I really do take the halfway point as a time when I'm introspective. I kind of look back and go, okay, how have I done so far? Mm -hmm. Do I need to recalibrate? And, uh, you know, it's something I want to try and do with our team a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Um, I am, we've been off to a pretty good start um, for 2018. And I I see the potential for us to finish really strong. And so that's what I'm really looking forward to for the rest of the year. Awesome. 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 Good answer. Thanks, man. So you have been doing podcasts um, with on your own, and you did a mm-hmm. really cool podcast with Roger Burnett recently. Yeah. Um, so doing podcasts with other people is always interesting, and <laughs> and and I mean that in the best, most most positive sense of the word. Um, I think I said on Roger's podcast. Um, I, I, I think I'm a good podcaster. I think I'm good at this. Um, but it makes doing it with you as often as we do it makes me realize how much better you make me as a broadcaster. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I back I, at you. Well, I appreciate that. I really do. Mm-hmm. And um, so doing it with, you know, doing the Closet of Shame podcast, some of them have been challenging. And it's not because people are bad or they're bad broadcasters. It's, it's sometimes you just have to really pull out a story from people. Right. And, and I'm sure you've struggled with that on DMJ. And it's not a bad thing. It's just that's not their, their ballywick. And, and, you know, they're, they're, they're doing something maybe for the first time. And I have to tell you, everyone I, I broadcast with or do a podcast with, it's always fun. I mm-hmm. always learn something, and I'm always better because I'm doing it with someone else. So yeah. I, I don't think I could do it by myself. I really and truly do not. Um, yeah. 
Well, you do a great job on on all these podcasts, and so it's been it's been an interesting thing. I think you know. You and I being friends has helped. People yes. talked about it from the very beginning in the sense that um, we uh, have a cadence, um, yep. and I think that's gotten better as we've gotten gone along. And so it's been it's been fun, man. So no no question, no it's 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 fun. That was a good one. All right, Kirby, beer is best served in a blank vessel. Uh, glass. Uh, I'm not a fan of chilled glasses. I think a lot of people are because they want it to be as, as cold as humanly possible. I like a cold beer, but I think that, you know, science will tell you that it mm-hmm. actually takes away some of the taste. Um, so I like a glass, uh, like a nice pint glass or a Pilsner glass so that I can actually see. I, I just love the, the smell and the, and the, uh, the look of a beer. And so I just, uh, just, Really nice. kind of basic, right? A basic Pilsner or pint glass is where I like it best. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. Cool. All right, so just to show you that you and I are on the same page. So I have a fill-in-the-blank point, uh, and the halfway point of the year is here. So the halfway, <laughs> po- the halfway point of the year to you means? Boy, I, I know this is meaningless to me. Um, it's just okay. another day. Uh, I know that's probably not the answer you're looking for. I mean, I do a lot of introspection and things like that, but I don't look at the halfway point of the year to do that. Um, mm-hmm. I do that. Oh, I do that along the way. Right. So I, I feel, you know, I, I when we do the fill in the blank, I really think of the first thing that pops into my mind, and right. it was nothing. So <laughs> I, and maybe Fair. that says something about me. I mean, no. I, 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 you know, I guess I probably like you. I, I do look at things. Where are we at? What, what did the first half of the year look like? How's the second half of the year going to bear out? And things like that. But I don't look at it as okay, cool. June thirtieth is here. Let's do it. Right. I, ju- I just don't. I just no. don't. So can I? And I'm going to, of course, kind of take off a little bit. But one of the things you said to me, I don't know if it was on the podcast or off the podcast, is that you had said that you look at the year as a 12 game season, like a football season, and you just yep. want to beat. You want to beat each month. Yep. And I have totally taken that to heart. I just thought you'd get a kick out of that. Oh, cool. Literally on my wall right now is 12 games in a season, and it's yep. and it's written up beside. And uh, in the interest of transparency, we're four and two. Um, and so, like to be six and zero, oh, but we, we are moving four, in the direction. We are four and two as well, and cool. and I do look at it that way. Yeah, and you know, to look at to live and die by the month, I always think is just foolish. Yeah, you know, I mean, I do on some level live and die with each month. I do. I hate it when we have a down month. Love it when we have an up month. Yes, but I don't live and die by it. I really look at the entire year as a, as a whole, and I think that's yep. a better evaluation tool. All right, Kirby. The baseball all-star game is coming up. So the baseball all-star game is blank. Uh, Meaningless. Uh, so we'll just we'll just keep echoing each other. Yeah, I, you know it's not that I'm anti baseball, and I think that baseball is really fun to watch live. Um, but I have gotten to a point in my life where I don't have time to dedicate to giving mm-hmm. my life to watching a baseball game, and so candidly, I don't watch any baseball on TV. And so the like, literally, I I'm so uninformed when it comes to it that mm-hmm. watching the All Star game is. It's just not interesting to me at all, um, oh. and, and and that's on me, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think I think if it were if it were um, if I w- had the ability to go see it live, I'd have a great time. But sure, yeah, but I'm not interested. All right, you got one more fill in the blank. I do. The feeling you have, you and I have talked about that um, the idea of ideas don't matter, but execution is correct. Super important. So. When an idea happens mm-hmm. and you execute on it and it's finished, that feeling is glorious. 
I love that. That that is my you know that that's when I feel like I've accomplished something. I get yes. an enormous sense of accomplishment when you tend when you with the global you when you can take an idea from a concept and then over time it morphs and it shifts and changes and it becomes something real. I love that so much. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't even tell you how glorious a feeling that is, at least for me. Yep, I'm with you. All right, Kirby, a little rapid fire for you. We're here at the beach. We're here at the Redneck Riviera, and so it's going to be beach-themed. Okay. Kirby, jorts or shorts? Shorts. Tank tops or T-shirts? T-shirts. Cargo shorts or tennis shorts? Cargo shorts. Dad hat or trucker hat? Not dad hat. <laughs> beach towel or umbrella? Beach towel. Skimboard or surfboard? Skimboard. SPF 100 or SPF 10? Uh, SPF 10. Sandcastles are being buried in the sand. Oh, sandcastles. And then the last one, Kirby, board shorts or Speedo? <laughs> For everyone, I'll go board shorts. And we, uh, on behalf of the entire populate, thank you. <laughs> And I'd also be remiss if we didn't thank our good friends at CoLab. They are ready to partner with you. They're partnering up, and now they're looking to partner with you to provide that single PO solution with a single project manager for all, not some, all of your private label needs. Adam Walterscheid, Ben Taylor, two innovators from Bam Bam's T-Shirt Tycoon. They're ready to roll with you. Go ahead and learn more. Hop on that internet today, ttycoon.com slash CoLab. Kirby, they're not going to be sorry they did. You don't even have to answer this time. I'm just going to tell you they don't have. They're not going to be sorry that they did. Awesome, Kirby. It was a pleasure broadcasting from the beach with you, and I look forward to chatting up with you next week. Thanks, buddy. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at PromoCorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.